0: sound, sound. We're supposed We're supposed a broken world, world. right here in this bush. Oh right, in that bush now. Yeah, I see you. Dartford Warbler. And He's not happy. Because he's right there. I can't see him. They're mostly invisible. But he's right there. Oh, there you are. He's in the bottom of the bush. He's done what they do. They go and sit on the ground. That is amazing. I can s- I can see where he's moving. He's about two meters away. If that there he goes. Long tail, little red eye, angry little voice. What a treat. I know you live here. This is where I'm going. There is sitting. He's doing what they do now. sitting right on the top of the bush yep he's gone nope can't see him anymore what a magical little encounter Yeah, just for that I'm coming into your bush. What a treat. He's definitely for defending this bush. He's sat right in the middle of it. You can see his little red eye. It's literally a metre away. That is extraordinary. There he goes. Right, we'll move on and stop disturbing him because he's clearly. But we'll remember there's one there. So I'm now heading this rather squelchy, gravelly, muddy path underneath these pine trees onto Fern Down Common itself. Going up a bit of a slope. We've come through the pine trees. Oh, and there are butterflies. There's a butterfly dogfight going on up there. A pair of peacock butterflies were sitting on the bare sand, warming their little wings up. I'm standing looking across. This part of the heath, um, slightly up the slope, there's a power line at the top, some pylons. The birch wood, the birch buds are just starting to turn that lovely purple colour that they do before the leaves come out. Um, the heather hasn't really started growing yet. The rushes are very green. And there's a lot of grass, there's a lot of purple more grass, millennia. And it's still got the dead stems from last year. So large chunks of this, it looks a bit like the Serengeti. It's very, it looks very dry. Actually, it is very dry. They've got a fire warning out at the moment. Apparently, they did have a fire up here this week. I'm not sure where. A small one, we might see it. And of course, being a heath, it's not only the heather, there's lots of gorse. And it's flowering. When is ever not flowering? Kissing is out of season when the gorse is out of bloom. It's never not flowering. Here comes one. Oh, they weren't peacocks. They're commas. It's a comma butterfly just flitted past me. Those beautiful russet brown wings and their scallopy edges. Oh and I'm getting whacking great wafts of coconut off of this gorse bush. I'm now standing right in a gorse bush. It's prickly. It's hairy. <laughs> And there are bees. The total size of the reserve is about 65 hectares, um, of which about 16 burnt in 2018. So it's a big chunk, it's about a quarter of it. It's had a big impact. It'll be very interesting to see the restoration work develops at the moment a year and a bit on whatever it is this bit I'm standing in I'm still seeing a lot of bare soil and there are little clumps of heather in it oh sorry something just walked up my arm and what that was a spider or something and not an awful lot else but there are these tufts of very very fine grass and this this is a hair grass or a bent grass and a grostis um, a grostis curtisii. and this is important because this is the food plant for the grayling butterfly which is one of the best camouflaged butterflies I have ever seen it will sit on these gravelly, sandy, grey, speckly tracks and shut its wings. And the backs of its wings are gravelly, sandy, grey, speckly colour and they're completely invisible. Even if you know it's there, as long as it sits still, it's very, very hard to see. But their caterpillars feed on these clumps of grass so later in the summer you could see them crawling down to lay their eggs. And then... That's just another of the many Heathland specialists that you can see. Right here, right next to this industrial landscape, school playing field. You come off it a few tens of metres and you're in another world. So there's the missile thrush. That's very special. Um, It actually has all of the British... Reptiles, which means there are things like smooth snakes and sand lizards here, which I've never seen, but the people who do the surveys have, and that's very special. And obviously, the birds we talked about the missile thrush, and we haven't heard him today, of course, he's shot up now. Lots of tits. Ooh, now that's nice. Going right overhead, there's a beautiful Pestrel. That's probably why all the birds have shut up. Well that's a first for here. There's another peacock sunning itself on the path. How beautiful is that. And there's a big eye spot. Don't eat me, I'm a big dangerous thing with big eyes. Ah, goldfinches. Lovely. A tree full of greenfinches. and there's a song thrush creeping about under there. That means we have song thrush and thrush. We've got a sheltered spot here. You can hear the wind roaring in the trees. You can, as usual, hear the school. Oh, that's lovely. The willow trees come out. bracken just here not going to see so many insects today because it's a cold and b windy but the sun is shining there is unbelievably a randy wood pigeon in that tree mate it's too cold you probably can't hear him but he's sat there crooning to himself he's trying to get his that's really bad that sounds like an owl not a pigeon he's trying to get his gonads in order I don't know whether that works for wood pigeons but apparently it does for collared doves the more they coo the bigger their gonads get that's quite cool Oh. <laughs> Ayah, morning. Lovely, I'm asleep. Oh, it is. in shorts and a vest in the garden. I know, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. I thought no, it's sunny and I checked on the thermostat, 6 degrees. 6 degrees. I know it's cold. No, I'm sorry. I've got nothing for you. <laughs> Always worth a try. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's lovely, isn't it? I was down at the Thames yesterday, right to the spit. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful, but no! <laughs> oh, how lovely! So they'd come all the way down. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, you too. Yeah, yeah, you too. Cheerio. Maybe see. There's a willow tree at the bottom of this pine tree, and again, its catkins have just exploded into these beautiful silver and golden. Fluffy balls of pollen. No butterflies for them this week. Mm. Spectacular crow dogfight going on in the tops of those pine trees. Presumably over something to eat. we are back on the Ferndown playing fields. It's a very windy day today. So I'm not quite sure what we're going to get. Mostly wind noise again, probably. But anyway, I'm looking out over this vast expanse. It's getting more and more daisies by the week. There's millions of them. And over there the school groundsman is mowing the lawn big orange tractor whizzing up and down it's quite chilly it's sunny there's not a lot of bird song happening again because of the wind Birch trees have moved on. I'm looking up the slope across all this lovely golden coloured millennia. It hasn't really started. It's started of growing a little bit. There's a bit of green showing at the bottom. It mostly still looks dead. The heather still looks completely dead, basically grey. But at the top, there's the belt of birch and oak trees, and there's a definite hint of green all the way along. That wasn't there last week. So that's really good. It's nice to see. Robin, there's another one having a drink out the puddle in the farmer. He's loud. And I was wrong. Are insects? There are lots of those little tiny grey weevils on the gorse. There are what look like midges flying about. Um, a couple of flies. And I've just been sworn at by a Dartford warbler. standing right in this fantastically coconut-scented gorse bush it's a very rich sensory experience being out here I think that's partly why I like it so much it's full of colours and textures and shapes and smells and sounds easy to get these weevils because they are really titchy. But they're really pretty. They're a sort of frosted grey-green colour. When you look closely they're actually stripy. We've got a weevil and the bug. It's not easy to get your camera right into the middle of a gorse bush, especially when you're zoomed right in and you can't actually see what you're looking at. Oh, There we are, there he is, lovely. The weevil flew away just as I pressed the shutter, but, you know. The joys of wildlife photography. Presumably the weevils are what's chewed these flowers. They've got little holes in Hiya. There's a bee. There's an actual bee. Oh now that's fun that's the first hunting wasp i've seen this year it's a little pneumon with a long ovipositor crawling out of the gorse flowers she will of course fly away as soon as i get the camera out but we can try i can hear some tiny birds in that pine tree And who are you? Being chirped at by a coltit. In the middle of the gorse bush, picking tiny things. Well, there's now lots of them to eat. There's lots of little insects in this bush. That's a gorse thing rubbing against my coat. I think that's the other one sat up. Tweetsy, tweetsy, tweetsy. So lovely. Leaving to it is very busy. The wind here again, and this bit of gorse is fizzing with insects. So it actually feels quite warm. It's a bee fly, which is a hoverfly that looks and sounds exactly like a bee. That one is not making any noise because he's sitting on a gorse. flower cleaning his eyes, very important. They have massive eyes, they take up most of the head. They're very visually driven. He's all glossy and beautiful and freshly emerged. He's waiting for the wind to drop so he can show off his... Hovering chops. They'll leave you in peace. There is a basking butterfly on the path just there. Oh, how lovely. It's... Oh, nearly landed on my boot. A peacock. It's now flying round and round my head. And now, almost all of these little birch trees are really green. Really bright spring green, they go. What's been really interesting, actually, about doing the ambient sound is the way it ebbs and flows. So, one minute you can be totally surrounded by like really loud bird song, and the next minute, It's really quiet. And then an aeroplane goes overhead or somebody with a pack of dogs comes past and there's more noise than you want. So it's quite an interesting um, recording challenge, really. It is just nice being out here and it's having the Recording devices has made me listen to the place in a way I wouldn't have done otherwise, so it's been completely worth doing. Hello? Hello? Hello. Good? No, 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 I don't really want your paws. Thank you. That's alright. Leo, Leo. Sorry, he's only young. I'll let you go first. Okay. Oh, and that rather nice shield bug I photographed last week is another specialist. It's a gorse shield bug. Gorgeous green one with red antennae. And it lives on gorse bushes. That is a very lovely blackbird song. Some meadow ants have got going there. They've built towers and galleries out of these very fine little particles of earth that they dig up. There's a great, big, very glossy crow about two metres to my right. Concentrating very hard on doing something. The smells are good again today. dusty, you can smell the grass growing there's a pair of magpies just whirred off in front of me squeaking to each other don't know what they were eating not sure I want to find out and there on a grass is a, a bunting little collar. You would honestly have thought we would all have left but to no. know and today although the sun is in it's absolutely glowing with gorse flowers. I don't know whether you can hear but that. that is a sound we haven't heard all winter. It's the birch leaves rustling. one of the best things about doing these recordings is it does make you listen and makes you aware of the sounds it's unique from week to week so here we have some actual birch foliage right standing in the middle of this young birch tree it's about five foot tall Bit shorter than me. It's got these rustly little leaves. They're actually quite rough. This is me rubbing them. And the twigs are quite rough too. They have a lot of, you can see in little white holes, I call lenticels, are how the tree breathes. They let air get inside it. Cool. Carry on down this path. Lovely blackbird's on. There are jackdaws heading over here. Despite the fact that it's only 10 or 11 degrees, there are insects. I'm standing in the middle of this gorse bush, And there are hoverflies whizzing around my head. Mm, Bracken coming up there. That's suffered a bit because we've actually had some very cold nights this week. Some of that's been frosted. It's doing its cruisier thing where it comes up bent right over, pulls itself out of the ground in a sort of a loop and then unrolls everything. Circinate vernation we were taught. It is the most beautiful thing. The Sun is just trying to break through the grey clouds and it's sort of faintly warm. That flap was a big buzzard getting out of a tree and flying across about two metres in front of my face. That was exciting. the way that all the sounds blend together. It's actually, you wouldn't think that a place like this had such a distinctive soundscape, but it really does. I'm hoping, oh, oh now that's nice. You probably can't hear that, but that's a lovely stone chat. Right on top of a gorse bush with a little pinky underneath and a white collar and a very black head. He's flown a bit further away now, but he's going to be chuck chuck, like stones being knocked together. <laughs> on the lookout, he may have a mate with a nest somewhere. It's very likely he does, and this is a perfect place for them. there he is, he's on that dead birch tree right up ahead. There's our stone chat again, and there's another one answering it, so I wonder whether he's a pair. Looks like he might have something in his beak. I need to sneak up on him from behind this birch tree. he doesn't. He's very handsome. Oh yeah, he does. He's got a beak full of flies or something. He's gone down into the gorse bush now, but still here. So I would say they have got a nest. Very nice. Glorious glowing broom bush in full flower. will be the photo or not but anyway it's a very handsome spider it's a crab spider it's the saw walk walk sideways and they sit on flowers motionless and they wait for bees or whatever to come and feed on the flower and then they become spider food it's a youngster but that's good, that means it's warm enough for them to have hatched out if we're lucky that is a special grasshopper which I didn't know existed until I was doing my homework on the wildlife of Ferndown Common and discovered there is a heath grasshopper and that was probably it Wallows overhead. Keep an eye out for more grasshoppers. This is a prime grasshopper location along here. Some nice green turf on either side of the track. And of course sandy soil for them to lay their eggs in. Presumably that one that I saw had emerged from an egg that was underground and it's overwintered, hatched out. And of course grasshoppers don't do caterpillar metamorphosis like lots of other insects do. They come out as nymphs, so a little tiny grasshopper doesn't have wings yet and can't sing. And with each molt it gets bigger and more complicated. uh, eventually it's big enough to reproduce and they do these fantastic singing bouts where they sing a duet by way of courtship and lots of other grasshoppers will come along and get involved (laughs) yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that again It has long, thin, straight leaves, kind of like a chunky fennel, I suppose. With these big bracts enclosing the stem. That's very like fennel. And last year that was all full of mating rose chafers, which are big, green, shiny beetles. It's a bit of a dull overcast day today. There's a lot of high cloud, tiny bits of blue sky, but it's mostly ye grey. There's a very unfriendly notice in the corner of the playing field. It says no unauthorised access. Do not play or practise golf, dump rubbish on or allow dogs to foul this land. Offenders will be removed from the premises and are liable to prosecution. Under the local government, brackets, miscellaneous provisions, close bracket, act, 1982, comma, section 40, brackets, one, close brackets. I've never seen anybody attempting to play golf. But you never know. I wonder why golf rather than anything else. in the middle of the gorse bush. At this time of year it's just a riot, a bird song. It's wonderful. And this constant sound of the leaves rustling which I wasn't aware of before I started doing this listening project. It's something you take for granted, but when you come out in the winter, that's not there. <laughs> Ew, I don't know what that was. I'm glad I didn't step in it. <laughs> <laughs> these cats ears may look like weeds but they are at this particular time of year and for that particular species or a group of species shaggy bees, there are two solitary bees really rather depend on them what in the parpingtons are you? can you hear that? it's a chromatic warbler I've no idea what that is I think it's a pipit. Sit over there, it's sat right in the top. Of course, I haven't got the binoculars today. it sat right in the top of one of the burnt pine trees. He's come back to his tree. There are two of them. Just flew off the tree. It's a sort of hand-sized small bird. It's not a tiny bird but it's not a really big one either and it's against the sky so I didn't get a good look at it and it's gone right over there now and shut up but that's the way I'm going so I might get to hear it again I have absolutely no idea what that is how exciting uh, Yeah, I think that is what I get out of doing natural history. This is what keeps me doing this, basically the same walk every week. I could, I don't know, sit in the car park and do knitting or reading or something, but, but this, it's like this voyage of discovery. Every time you go out, there's something new or special or beautiful or exciting or... All of them. Look at these props going. Oh, and there's one of those beautiful metallic green flappy damselflies with the brown wings. What an insect. That is gorgeous. Of course, it's making absolutely no sound, it's just floating around. But it's stunningly beautiful, it's really bright sunshine. Oh, these chif chaffs are so shouty. I can hear a jay over there too, of course it's a good time for them because lots of rather cu- clueless young birds just out the nest. This is so exciting, it's like real exploration. Don't know what I'm hearing there, that's an extraordinary noise. Probably also jays. Oh this is nice. It's a lovely belt of hummocky looming around the edge over here. I can see the backs of the houses here oh and there is the most perfect red admiral butterfly has just come down to settle on the big tall bracken to the left of the track because it's in the Sun oh you beauty I can even see the little yellow and black blibs on the ends of its antennae. Its antennae is stripy. It is the most beautiful, freshly minted new one. Lovely, glossy fluff. I suspect I'm trying to walk past it so my shadow doesn't fall and it fail. Never mind. And the whole surface of the the one muddy puddle remaining is covered with flies semaphore flies they have a white bit on the end of their wings and they tip it up signal to potential mates. They are very busy here, very busy indeed. That's really quite To do I just like to find out who this is having this argument down here. So, we'll grab a picture of him doing his strutting his stuff, doing his thing, and we'll scroll across to the Obside Identify app, open up the photo, put him in the middle identify. Meadow grasshopper, Pseudocorthippus parallelus. I suspect these all are the one we recorded first was. Also a meadow grasshopper. But we do have mottled grasshoppers here too because I can hear I've no idea what this is he's completely invisible by the way but it might be a Rosal's bush cricket It doesn't sound quite loud enough for that Standing at the moment in a patch of cross-leaved heath erica tetralix with its really pretty pink bunches of pink blobby flowers have just come out and I'm watching two different species of bumblebee a great big emperor dragonflies just landed over there and right in front of me there are three or four of one of the absolutely prettiest things on the whole heath the silver studded blue butterfly which is one of those ones whose caterpillars are reared by ants and ant nests and it's a real heathland specialist and it has these beautiful spots on the back of the wings when it folds up those little blue bits of sky you can see the border of the silver studs on the back Absolutely gorgeous mm, there's a spider web with an interestingly pointy looking spider on it, a stripy one gorgeous one of those ones you can't tell which hen's which It's a nursery web spider. there you go it's guarding its nursery web and the sun's coming out this whole little patch is just a blaze of heather flowers and little fluttery blue wings that's just gorgeous the female Silver studded blue sits on the heather rubbing her wings together to release a sex pheromone, and the males are very busy fluttering around looking for them. A young moorhen going peep, but of course, I think they know I'm here, so they've gone to hide. Oh, these yellow flag irises, are about four foot high. They've gone to seed now, they had these beautiful yellow flowers in the spring. Now we've got these. Big wide velvety leaves which squeak when you rub them. Quite an entertaining way. And these big heavy squeaky green pods. There is a proper sand wasp, a really big black long thin wasp with an orange bit on it. They eat caterpillars, we saw one yesterday, it had caught a caterpillar, it put it down, it carefully took the rocks off its burrow, measured the caterpillar with its legs and body went into the burrow, checked the length, found it was too short, dug it out a bit, and only then did it take the caterpillar down. It was all very quick and very efficient. You imagine they're worried that there are other wasps lying in wait, all ready so. to parasitize and nick the caterpillar. You always have to watch out, somebody nicks the caterpillar. And this is very exciting because I have no idea where I'm going now. But I'm going off to explore this corner. Which is another very lovely bit of heath. I'm being mapped by a big bumblebee. It's quite sandy. And this bit is definitely what you'd call... Wet teeth, although it isn't even slightly wet at the moment. Oh. And there's a mushroom right there. Looks like Amanita fulva. This is rather beautiful. At I believe wavy hair grass. This champs here. Flexuosa, there's a little narrow track here going up the mound displacing an awful lot of grasshoppers as I go (laughs) Poink It's obviously a good spot for them Oops, that one landed right in a big spider's web but I think it'll manage to get out again And mostly what I can see from up here oh and I've also just put up what I believe it's the first grayling butterfly of the year which of course was completely invisible as long as it sat still it's only flew because I nearly put my foot on it right next to where I'm standing there's a lovely bush of kaluna. oh something crawling through it there that is a rather entertaining male spider with great big palps. And the tiny buds on the Erica are just thinking about coming out, which I think is still quite early for it. And next to it, there is bell heather, Erica cinerea, which is this wonderful, intense magenta purple colour, and that's some of it's in full flower, some of it's still just coming out but it's absolutely beautiful it's got little needle-like leaves and little hairs on the sepals and these little bellflowers it's absolutely gorgeous stunning thing and you just take it for granted because there's so much of it and what can we hear well we can hear a whole lot of grasshoppers and I'm really hoping some of these will turn out to be heath grasshoppers um, and what's probably also crickets as well gorgeous blue damselfly. It's the bluest thing. It's a common bluet. It's the one that has like a bright indicator light on its backside. It's got a really bright blue bum and these lovely black stripes and it's intense, vivid blue. I think because it's quite overcast today, the colours are showing up more. And I, oh, that was... A lizard. Well, that's exciting. I expect it's here to prey on all these crickets and grasshoppers. Oh my goodness, that's an extraordinary spider. It's done something really weird to its web. It's got a zigzag bit that's blue. When I was a kid, I spent literally hours just watching ordinary things like greenfly and ladybirds. It was endlessly fascinating. That's proper um, mayweed matricaria there with a soldier beetle of some sort on it. Ooh, something's been busy here. Something's done big holes. That was probably bee wolf. I did see one on the school playing field on Thursday feeding on nectar. But they come out and catch honeybees and they're coming up to the absolute peak now because the heather's coming out. There are lots of honeybees on the heath. Which incidentally is another human use for rip-making honey. There's lots of beekeepers around here. Heather honey is some of the best. But anyway, the bee wolf comes out and it digs a hole that's exactly the right diameter because you get it plus a honeybee down in one very quickly. Um, it catches the honeybee, it stings it, paralyzes it, doesn't kill it. it, shoves it in the hole, lays an egg on it, blocks the hole up, digs another one, and they're deadly little predators. There's not much that will take on a honeybee, but those things are specialists. And they're really, really good at it.